my name is Kural Grizzup. I'm here on, today on behalf of the Communication and History Committee with another SQA interview. Today we're here with Tom Perdue, and we're going to hear about his experience with SQA and how it has impacted him professionally and personally. Tom, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a QA professional. I've been in QA for since, well, let me just not add up the numbers and just tell you the year. It was 1987 when I first, uh, my, my um, former long retired boss, uh, Fred Smith, uh, when I was working at Covance, um, said there's a there's a new roundtable organization that, that he wanted to get his um, employees um, involved with. Um, and it involved, it had evolved past the roundtable stage. That was the, um, the initial um, embodiment of SQA it was just a group of individuals from pharma and uh, CROs uh, getting together to talk about their common um, problems and, and how to solve things, uh, you know, using more than one mind to kind of get them through uh, setting up a laboratory that could produce uh, good data, um, valid data. Since there had been a lot in the news in the 70s about labs that were, you know, not not the best. And uh, they wanted to, to change that. So they, as QA professionals, they got together and put together this organization. Um, and and so I was... Uh, a technician in a in the formulations lab, uh, and um, got an opportunity to move in as a junior QA person, um, and made the leap and and never looked back. Really, um, you know, I did go on to get my uh, chemistry degree um, in uh, two thousand four. So I was a, a twenty year plan and getting through college. I went through went to several colleges. Um, to get my my degree, but uh, that was a, a long process as well. Um, but uh, the early years, um, you know, we, um, you know, I got to meet a lot of the people who were the founders of the what people think of the GLP, Paul Lepore, uh, Stan Woolen. Uh, Stan actually inspected our, our lab. That was one of my first, uh, you know, behind the scenes uh, support. Uh, person for for Covance when Stan came and inspected us with a, with another auditor, so I got to meet him at lunch and and talk and pick his brain about what the GLPs meant. It was really a good good uh, interaction, and and uh, my bosses supported that. So that that's one thing that um, people get intimidated by FDA and that Eric has Eric. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm forgetting his last name. Uh, Pittman, Eric Pittman, um, has really done a lot to reach out to SQA and be a more human-faced FDA and and get our involvement and and not be a, not be uh, so cautious about uh, opening up to FDA with a question. Um, he's been very open about saying, you know, hey, when we have a conversation, it's just my opinion and your opinion. You know, we, we can we can agree or disagree. We can cite you know different parts of the regulations or the preambles to to make our points, but um, you know, we walk away with a, a better understanding or at least a different perspective uh, from those kind of discussions. And that's really what SQA was was uh, founded on, those those interactions with the agency. Um, and early on, it worked with 
pretty even with EPA as well. Frances Leem, uh, I met her years later at a, at a conference uh, when I was working for a company that did EPA work. Um, so that was interesting as well. Um, you know, I've evolved in different CROs and uh, then finally moved on to where I am now in a big pharma company. So it's been a, a real evolution in my experience um, from working at a, at a small CRO, you know, working at the bench, working um, at, in a, at a smaller CRO, bigger CRO, moved over to GMP for a little while. And then back to GLPs, where I am now, and in, in uh, at Beringer Ingelheim. But uh, it is a different perspective looking at it from a sponsor standpoint versus a CRO. CROs are all about, um, you know, just turning the crank and making those studies happen, and collecting the data, auditing it to make sure that it's this correct, and uh, doing it as cheaply and efficiently as possible. Um, where a sponsor has a much bigger picture, we're looking at compounds that move through our system, our development cycle. And uh, we're shepherding those compounds along, making sure that if we find one that doesn't fit the safety profiles or has problems, that we put that aside and maybe work on it later. Um, as anybody who works in big pharma knows, compounds never really die. They just kind of get wounded and they get set aside and, and we work on them uh, 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 you know, as we find out more information about them, how, how they can either be useful or, or not. Um, so, but the goal is to protect people, make sure that nothing gets in the clinic that uh, shouldn't be in the clinic that would be a risk to people. So one of the, the driving things in our company recently has been we're all for the patients. And, and that's really true. Um, you know, ours in the, in the safety area, the GOP area is more safety of the people in the clinic, but it's still overall the safety of the patients. I mean, we're not going to promote a compound that that uh, harms people or has problems that has major side effects. Um, that's that's not the goal of, of what we what we do as QA professionals or or as companies. Um, but uh, yeah, a little little more about the history. You know, I, I worked in several CROs, um, Covance, and then um, a company called Recerca, which is in Ohio, um, and. There, I uh, kind of made a shift to GMPs. I uh, started out in GLPs, worked there for uh, a number of years, and then shifted to uh, uh, a startup business. They were where they were making um, uh, clinical supplies and GLP supplies. So we kind of built that program from scratch. They had been making industrial chemicals and industrial um, um, manufacturing. Of, of, of more of the chemical end of it. And they decided to open a, a pilot lab to uh, produce those small amounts that are needed for GLP studies and then larger for the clinic. And it was really interesting learning about the GMPs and implementing a GMP program, um, getting it uh, um, not inspected. The regulators name never came to inspect us, but we were involved in submissions and working with small pharma companies to um, make their compounds uh, and make them acceptable for for use in GLPs and the testing of that. So it was, it was interesting in, in that uh, regard, um, moving from GLP to GMP and seeing the differences between those two regulations and how they're implemented and um, um, used in, in industry to, uh, to manufacture control manufacturing. Um, 
so it sounds like the current theme in like your career has been evolution, right? You know, from really has from the bench, you know, and going into congratulations on getting the degree. By the way, it's about <laughs> I am a chemist. I I have my chemistry degree as well, so that's cool to me. Um, a fellow chemist. Um, can you tell us about what committees and specialty sections that you were involved with that kind of helped in this evolution? Yeah, I think the the first. Um... Uh, especially section I uh, was involved in surprisingly was the nominations committee um, for somebody who didn't know anybody in QA. It was kind of an odd fit, but uh, I had senior people uh, in the committee who helped uh, and we were just uh, vetting people to, uh, to put their ring their hat in the ring to, to be on uh, the leading the SQA um, uh, board and uh, the board of elections and treasurer, secretary, those kind of things. So uh, I got it got to me to meet a lot of people that I hadn't met. Uh, I think that's where, uh, well, actually in the meeting, I first met Richie Siganolfi, but I think back then he was running for something. Um, and I was grateful that that uh, I could could reach out to other people. They had the same experience as I did in, in, in the industry. Uh, and it was it would broaden my my horizons. Um, I guess the other thing I I did uh, looking back, um, I was involved in in not directly on the program committee, but I was definitely helping out. I would show up uh, early at some of the meetings, and I'd put together the packets that we used to put together with a bag. You know, we get a bag, and you get all those. Um, um, binders of all the presentations and who was at the meeting. Um, so I volunteered uh, at the meetings uh, because some of the meetings were local to where we were. So it was easy to uh, show up early at the hotel and just uh, ask uh, when you register at the desk, what can I do? Is there anything I can help with? And uh, that was a good experience too. I got a lot of meet a lot of the, the people who were actually uh, the the people who do all the legwork for the meetings and and our SQA staff uh, at at in Charlottesville, and uh, it was it was very good uh, experience. Uh, then uh, other committees I've started are joined. Obviously, the GOP specialty section. Um, I uh, more recently have uh, uh, joined and uh, will be the incoming chair for the EdCon committee. I think that has been uh, probably uh, a, a real stretch for me, but but I think uh, um, I was kind of embarrassed the other day. Um, Joe Franchetti, who's a board member, was talking about meeting me um, in one of the meetings, I think in 2008 or something like that. He turned around. The speaker was this, this uh, um, the, the keynote speaker was a guy, you know, turn around and meet the peaceful to the right and to the left and turn around and meet the person behind you. And, uh, I was the person behind Joe and, uh, you know, he remembers me as very, uh, kind of reserved and, and not, uh, not very outgoing. And he's seen my evolution <laughs> just in the EdCom uh, committee and volunteering for that and saying that, you know, I've transformed into somebody who, uh, is a real resource and, uh, uh, you know, reaches out and tries to do a lot for the society. And uh, I hadn't really thought about that, um, but that's, it really has happened. Uh, you know, getting involved in these committees and volunteering and just saying, what can I do to help uh, has really uh, caused me to stretch. Um, and I think that's helped in my, uh, 
professional career and as well as as making SQA a better organization. Um, it's funny you say that because I think when people, you know, obviously SQA is a volunteer organization, you know, and people think when you hear the word volunteer, it's what, what you're giving, you know, but there really is an essence of what you're getting and what you're receiving oh, yeah. as well. So I know this may be a hard question, but can, because you take something from every experience, but can you tell us about a moment, a role, a committee, or a specialty section that will always stick with you, like, you know, that you would always carry with you? Um, yeah, I think the GOP specialty section, I think, is one of those that uh, um, is fits that bill because uh, that is kind of one of the first ones that I got uh, involved with in, in helping um, just uh, promote GLPs. Um, I was involved in, um, you know, writing a couple of questions for the tests. Um, I ended up having in my GMP stint uh, um, losing my uh, RQAP designation for a couple of years uh, because my boss wouldn't support that. I was in GMPs. What did I need GLP? certification for. So I ended up having to take the test twice, um, once in the very beginning when it was first offered and uh, uh, a second time. But but that whole involvement of getting certification was really, really a good um, experience. And it really does test you and make sure that you understand the regulations in a way that they can be applied. And and uh, so, so the GOP specialty section, I think, will stick with me. Um, for as long as I, I'm working or even after, you know, if I, uh, when I retire and go on to uh, a life of leisure, I'm sure I'll be volunteering with SQA uh, even more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of touched on it talking about kind of your personal growth, but can you talk about how SQA as a whole affected you um, as a professional in your role? But also personally, you know, with relationships outside of SQA. Ah, uh, good question. Um, well, I think I think uh, obviously the 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 knowledge of uh, people that you meet along the way, like like Lepore, like Stan Woolen, like Jim McCormick. Um, you know, I pestered him at many of the conferences for an opinion about this or that, and he would he would kind of throw it back at me and say, you know what this, you know what the answer is. Why are you asking me? Um, and, and that's what, uh, you have to do sometimes when you're, uh, um, as a, as a, uh, old timer at SQA, um, is really push a lot of the questions that people come at you with, uh, back on them to say, you probably have the answer yourself. Um, you just need the confidence to, to, own that answer and take it back to your management, be brave and um, interact with them in a way that's that you can get your point across and at least be understood. Uh, they may not agree with you. They may not, you know, take your opinion. They may not um, um, uh, go in that direction as far as what, what, where you're trying to push your company or your particular uh, issue, but uh, it is um, a long process and you can, you can that demonstrates your knowledge of the system or or the regulations and how they're applied um and eventually that will win the day um and i think that's what um one of the things sqa has given me is the ability to persist um and not uh really um 
you know, if I really believe in something and I know it's right, um, is to persist in that opinion. Um, find a way to make it work through through your management. I mean, it's all a very interpersonal, you know, SQA and, and GLPs in general are very um, interactive with people. I mean, you're, you're convincing a person of your opinion is correct or that this interpretation of the regulations is a risk for them that they can mitigate if they, you know, follow a certain path. Um, so a lot of SQA is uh, interpersonal. So um, having that um, um, group of people that you can lean on to um, confirm that what you know is right or or what you believe uh, to be a correct interpretation is a real is a real um, rare thing to have, um, at least in your professional um, experience. Um, but I think uh, those connections, um, as people have come and gone through SQA, uh, you need to establish new ones because, I mean, I'm not very uh, competent with Twitter or <laughs> Facebook even. Um, but, um, you know, that new invigoration of a, the next generation is something that uh, and the tools I use is 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 great. Uh, I think we need to keep moving in that direction. Um, you know, it's it's the old shark metaphor. If you don't move forward, you're going to die. So you got to keep evolving, and using uh, the tools that are that are available to uh, to to move the discussion forward, move the uh, the um, the utilization of of SQA forward. Um, the other thing I guess I would talk about that is um, the 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 SQA staff that that works at headquarters that supports us. I mean. One of the things I didn't realize until just a number of years ago, it was three or four years ago, that they 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 work with us as a society and they work with other groups too to promote them. So they they have uh, many um, hats in the ring, balls in the air, what do you whatever you want to call it. They they really do a really good job supporting us, and they have grown. Um, the, their group of su- people that support us has grown a lot, and it was those relationships uh, uh, as far as helping us understand all the nuances of what we have on our website, uh, the resources available to us and how it's organized has really been a, a, a big, uh, and I would encourage you to continue to do that. One of the things uh, I can give a plug for Edcom, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to give a um, uh, uh, SQA day um, and kind of show all the nuances and and the, give a tour of the, a virtual tour of our, our website. Um, the USQA website and the resources there, because there's a lot of stuff there. You have to continually go back to it and figure out how is this moved and where is it now and and uh, what resources you have. It's it's truly an amazing um, amount of information. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and definitely that that's something that I think you know everyone should kind of participate in with the USQA and um, what. What kind of keeps you involved in SQA? You know, what, what kind of keeps you going? Well, one of the things I've been trying to um, do in, in my EDBI is kind of expand my horizons into uh, more of the computer validation area. So one of the things I've picked up recently or tried to, not not being extremely successful at it, but I uh, have joined the, the, the uh, computer validation sub section uh, CVIC and uh, am, am trying to expand my uh, knowledge and, and expertise into evaluating 
cloud systems and and the security involved and it really is a a a, a new frontier in 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 digital data uh data integrity i was involved recently in the data integrity book that joe franchetti and and uh uh richie siganolfi and Cheryl uh, organized uh, in Raleigh. That was a, a really good experience. Uh, so anytime anyone asks, you know, do you want to be involved in something in SQA? Say yes. Um, that's the the, the best uh, advice I can give anybody is if they, they ask for your help, say yes. Um, I've also taken up uh, the mantle of um, being a, a mentee, a mentor uh, to some of the younger members. That's something uh, I've done this past year. Uh, and it's neat to see, uh, you know, I, I get as much out of it as the, the mentees do. So it's it's something that I uh, would also encourage you if you want to get involved at SQA, that's a real easy way to um, uh, to get to know somebody you did, didn't know before and help them along their, their way in their career uh, and just give them advice or it, even it's just being a sounding board if they have a question. Um, me, the, the mentee, I'm... I'm with right now as a device person. I don't have a lot of experience in devices, but um, I definitely tried to help her uh, organize her thoughts about her career path. Um, and that's been exciting to see her um, engage with that and, and really work in advance to have a plan and then start executing that plan. That's cool. Absolutely. And you kind of touched on it, you know, for my next question, you know, on things that are available to new members, but so maybe I'll change my question a little bit. And what would you say to the new members that were kind of like the new Tom, you know, where they were much more reserved and maybe, you know, not, you know, it's kind of a, a scary new frontier where, you know, these these people like the Joe Franchettis and the Cheryl McCarthy's who you kind of see and the Richies that, you know, they have this... I don't know how to explain it, you know, like they're the because they're on the pedestal of like, you know, you know, it's Joe Franchetti, who am I to go and talk to him? Right, right. To those people that, you know, as they're getting involved. Well, I would I I guess I would say um try to um well one of the things I suggested to my mentee was um in, in one of the meetings is volunteer for the program committee, you know, in, in a, um, a, one of the yearly meetings, it doesn't have to be this year or next year, what it can be any of the, the meetings that uh, um, um, SQA um, sponsors, but uh, that gets you involved in not only meeting the people at our Charlottesville SQA organization, but it also gets you involved with a, a cross section of different people that, that have different experience levels. I mean, you're going to run into people like me and, and Joe and Richie and Cheryl, and you're also going to run into people that, that have been basically the quiet ones behind the scenes, but they're, they're actually doing a lot. Um, uh, so I would say do that. And uh, one of the other things you could do is if you have an expertise, something that you know, cold, you know, you, you've done that process, you know, whether it's releasing batches or, uh, clinical uh, trial evaluation or or whatever whatever your um, expertise is is pick a way to talk about that expertise 
uh, either either through a webinar, a share, a question that comes up in regulators, you know, you've something that's been bugging you and your your professional um, experience, wherever that is, um, uh, reach out to QA, QA Connect even and and put a question out there. How do you deal with this? Or how does how does uh, uh, how do we fix this problem? Or management doesn't want to do this, and how do I convince them? that this is necessary or that this is a problem. Um, and you'll get a, a wealth of responses and then reach out to those people who've responded to you and thank them for one thing. They give you a good answer. Um, but, uh, you know, start that dialogue with them. Uh, I mean, that's a real good way to get started in SQA is bring your questions because if you have that question, I can guarantee you other people do too. Um, and getting a, an answer to it sometimes takes a little more effort than just putting something out on QA Connect. Uh, you may have to follow that up with uh, um, a meeting, a meeting at a quality college, or a meeting at the annual meeting, and be brave to stand up and ask that question to the regulators, or just submit it to them. Uh, you can submit questions anonymously if you're, you know, think it will impact your company, or or you're afraid to put your name to it. That's fine. Um, but uh, I would do that first. I mean, that's a good way to um, to get involved. Just just start asking questions to get feedback, either from the regulator or from an experienced SQA person. Um, uh, that's that's fine. I mean, that that works. That has worked for me. Yeah, and the beauty about SQA, there's so many. You know, it almost it can almost seem overwhelming because there's so many avenues to just get involved. You know, it's just you can get involved as much or as little as, you know, you can take at any moment. You know, it, it's really, you know, kind of a unique thing, I think, about SDA is that there are so many ways that you can get involved. Um, and you kind of touched on it a little earlier about the evolution of SDA, like, you know, now we're going into the Twitter and you know, all those things, you know. What what are your thoughts on that evolution? And, and how do you think, we can keep SQA evolving. Um, well, I think just continue on. I mean, we're we're uh, doing a lot of those those um, again. My, that's not my wheelhouse of of uh, expertise at all. Um, I I think I have uh, looked at my Facebook page and since the pandemic, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, but I do try and keep uh, up with LinkedIn. Um, that's one of the newer um, uh, platforms, probably old now, but um, that is a uh, networking uh, thing that everybody knows. Um, so, but but I think SQA is is reaching out. Uh, we're trying to uh, um, always ask the membership what they need and what they want, what what form of communication works for them. And I think uh, just continue to to uh, to do that in whatever form comes out. I mean, I think as um, the evolution in Twitter has happened, I think there'll be probably a new platform that comes up that people gravitate to versus versus the old. Um, and whatever that is, I'm sure SQA will will latch onto that and and use that platform as well. I know I I don't know if we use uh, Snapchat or or any of the other um, Quick, um, um, like TikTok, yeah, yeah. I'm TikTok. Unsure. I, I'm unsure if we use it or if that's even. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But that's an opportunity that for somebody if they want to. They want to post uh, that way. That's great. Um, yeah, it's um, 
I know um, I was really surprised to find a lot of the FDA seminars. Uh, there's a small business association um, that FDA um, gives uh, seminars on. It's something you can sign up at their FDA website, but uh, a lot of videos on YouTube from FDA speakers about different topics. So if you search YouTube, uh, you can come up with, uh, there's there's uh, actually some on GLP that were occurred last year. Last year, the beginning of this year. It might've been the beginning of this year. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing what you can find out there if you look for it. Um, but uh, again, you have to be a little careful about sources and where, where you find stuff. But um, these uh, videos on, on YouTube are from the, uh, from the FDA and you can tell that the, from the, the people involved and some of the, uh, um, the links and stuff, you can, you can tell that it's valid. It's, it's correct information or, or valid information. Um, but uh, I just, um, again, uh, I think the headquarters job group does a good uh, job of uh, uh, promoting us in the different platforms. Um, I know we've hired a, a media consultant who's helping with that. So, I mean, we're we're trying to keep up with uh, technology and the the newer platforms uh, for new members who who adopt different ways of communicating. Um, so, uh, that's about all I have to say for that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I mean, yeah. it's not much. <laughs> it, it's funny because uh, you know, like, what's cool about these interviews is that you know themes kind of get pulled out of each interview. And this theme of this interview sounds about evolution. Yeah. And, um, I think as we evolve in SDA, as the organization evolves, you know, there are changes that are made and, you know, but I think it was Bob Marley who once said, um, you don't know, you can't know where you're going unless you know where you're coming from. So as SDA evolves, what do you think is a core um, element of SQA that started SQA as that you think we should keep as we evolve. Well, definitely the the um, what I mentioned before about getting involved is it's the ability to to uh, gauge either where you are uh, in your compliance journey. You know, as a as a, the organization you work for. You know, are they uh, a startup company and they need a lot of help, a lot of advice, you know, what, how do I do this? How do I do that? I mean, the pandemic has shown us that we can take a, a company like Moderna, which had very small, ver almost a virtual company, and they can turn on a dime to hire hundreds of people and make a vaccine um, and, and uh, get it approved uh, conditionally, uh, and then finally get it approved officially. Um, in a very short period of time. So there are a lot of resources. Um, I mean, I know our New England SQA uh, did a, a webinar on that and interviewing the, the QA gal who was the, the manager or the, the VP at the time and organizing all that. And, and uh, it was really interesting to, to see how they did that. They didn't really look for people with specialties. They look for people's um, um, what they enjoy doing. It was a really weird way they interviewed people. They didn't say, okay, you can, you can 
um, operate a reactor and you know make make the the chemical part of this. Um, they they basically said, what kind of skills do you have, and then threw them in the the bucket for for that particular area. Um, it was a really interesting uh, way that showed how flexible and how fast things move, can move. Um, but uh, getting back to your question about SQA and what we can do or uh, in involvement uh, uh, at SQA. Um, I'm sorry, what was it again? (laughs) Where where did we go? It's it's, it's actually a great point. And I think you kind of answered the question. It's as SQA evolves, what's a core thing that SQA should keep? And I think what you're saying is is it's involvement. It's it's the ability to get involved, you know, and I I would agree with you. Um, You know, again, as we evolve, you know, if there's... And not to rhyme as we evolve, you know, the ability to get involved will kind of keep SQA continuation. Going. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, there, 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 there aren't really any other organizations that uh, hit that same spot. I mean, there are a lot of them that hit technical things. Um, the Reg Affairs Society you know, hits more in the submission end of it. Um, but there really aren't any things that span that um, area of creation to uh, the end of of um, the process where it goes on the market. So it's that development area yeah. uh-huh. that, that uh, SQA hits where we're covering uh, GLPs, which is the beginning part of it that connects with research. And then it goes on to the clinical side, and then GMP and manufacturing is kind of cover overlaps with that with that clinical side. Um, I know one of the things we've been trying to do for a long time um, that I was part of in the in, when I was in GMPs is trying to get a GMP R R quap, and uh, it's it, so because that the GMPs cover such a broad uh, area and so many aspects of. You know, in inhalation, um, um, subcutaneous. Uh, there's there's uh, injections. There's dermal. There's all kinds of different uh, GMPs that make those manufacturings. There's nutraceuticals. There's all kinds of things like that. They're getting into um, uh, microbiome and and microbial things that also manufacturing that. It, it's just all over the place. So it's really hard to say you have a uh, a skill set that works in sterile environment that wouldn't work in oral environment. Uh, I mean, the concepts are the same, but the, the specifics are very different. So that's one of the challenges with GMPs is it's so broad and it can apply to so many things uh, that it's hard to um, to test across all of that. And then how do you limit that? Do you say it's you're only covering or, you know, the, the oral part of uh, the GMPs or or chemical part versus biologics um, device. Um, there's all kinds of GMPs that that are um, need to be covered, but but uh, that's I think one of the problems with uh, trying to develop a certification program for that. The GLPs are relatively limited. GCPs are again are limited to uh, one area. The GMPs kind of cover all of that um, and then some, um, but. Uh, 
I think uh, we do have a, a good cadre of people that can cover many of those topics. Um, again, my little slice of GMPs was just in the oral uh, area and the bulk um, bulk drug area. So that's, again, a very small slice of GMPs, but still the concepts of, of manufacturing apply to all that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, kind of wrap up, you know, it sounds like, you know, and as, as S2A evolves, it allows for us as individuals to evolve both professionally and personally. And, you know, by getting involved in S2A, it, it can assist in that evolution. Um, Tom, I'd like to thank you on behalf of the Communication History Committee and on behalf of S2A for, for being a part of this interview and for your volunteerism and just being involved. Um, yeah. Thank you, Tom. Well, you're welcome. No problem. I, I um, appreciate the, the opportunity to share um, um, my thoughts and uh, uh, hopefully this uh, helps somebody uh, uh, become more involved in SQA and, and uh, again, fill in behind me. You know, I'm, I'm at the, the end of the arc of my career. Uh, not, not too close to the end, but so <laughs> approaching closer to the end than the beginning. Uh, and uh, anything I can do to help people um, become more involved in SQA and understand uh, how valuable it can be that's that's what I want to do. Um, so yeah, as I I'm thinking about what I'm going to do in retirement, and and I, I think uh, SQA is definitely still going to be part of that yeah. um, in some fashion or another. Um, that's one of the nice things we have a, a number of emeritus members. I think Freda uh, in our EdCom committee is is part of that, um, and we do have a number of others. Uh, uh, I'm thinking of uh, somebody from Pfizer, and I can't remember his name right now, but uh, he's uh, definitely somebody I've reached out to before with questions. Um, and uh, so, so thank you, too. Thank you again, Tom. And okay. you guys can um, participate and listen to interviews, SQA interviews, as they are posted. Thank you. The Society of Quality Assurance Interview Podcast is a production of the Communication and History Committee. If there's a conversation you'd like to hear on the podcast, drop us a line at publications at sqa.org. Thanks for listening.